Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me as always. Is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I've actually been doing a lot better lately. Mm-hmm. Um, joined back up with the 3T Warrior Academy. And uh, big thanks and big shout out to Kevin Anytime and Coach JV. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad to see you're back with them. It's going to do you a lot of good. And of course, they've done a lot of good for us as a podcast. So I'm looking forward to this partnership continuation. Definitely, brother. It's good to be back home where I belong mm-hmm. and uh, back to working out and now focusing on my my mindset and my, my health and That's just right. everything, dude. You get your mind right before you take flight. That's right, because remember, you're the looks, I'm the brain. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it, brother. Yeah, let's do it. We got a lot to talk about. As it is baseball, basketball talk, we got a lot of cover in baseball, and we had some craziness already in the NBA. Are you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. So the uh, baseball records for this last week, starting in the American League, going from the bottom to the top. Rangers went two and three, Orioles four and two, Twins two and four, Royals four and three, Tigers three and four, Angels four and three, Indians three and two, Blue Jays four and three, Mariners three and three, Yankees four and two, A's three and three, the White Sox and Red Sox both went three and four, Rays went three and three, and the Astros went four and two. In the National League, the Diamondbacks went two and three, Pirates two and four, Marlins two and three, Rockies three and four, and the Nationals also went three and four, and so did the Cubs and Phillies. <laughs> I didn't realize that many people teams in a row went three and four. The Braves went four and four. Cardinals three and two. Uh, Reds four and three. Mets four and four. Padres two and four. Brewers four and two. And the Dodgers and Giants both went three and three. So the American League standings in the AL East. The Rays are back on top of the division, sixty three and forty two with a six hundred win percentage. The Red Sox are a half game Cheaters. behind them, sixty three and forty three with five ninety four percentage. 
The Yankees are 55 and 48 with a 534 record in seven games back. The Blue Jays are 53 and 48, a 525 record or per win percentage and an eight games back. And the Orioles are 37 66, 359 win percentage and 25 back. The White Sox in the Central Division are 61 and 44 with a 581 percentage when leading that division. The Indians right behind them at 51 and 50, a game just over 500 at their 505 win percentage in eight games back. The Tigers are 50 and 57, 467 win percentage, 12 games back. The Royals are 45 and 58, 437 win percentage, and 15 back. The Twins are 44 and 61 with a 419 win percentage in 17 games back. Out west in the American League, the Astros are leading that division at 64 and 41 with a 610 win percentage. The A's are 59 and 47, the 555, uh, 557 win percentage and five and a half back. The Mariners are 56 and 49, a 533 win percentage and eight games back. The Angels are at 500 with a 52 and 52 record and 11 and a half back. The Rangers are 37 and 67, a 356 win percentage and 26 and a half back of the Astros and exactly 30 games under 500. Out back here, out east in the National League, though the Mets are 55 and 48 with a 5.34 win percentage, leading the division. The Braves are 52 and 53, a 4.95 win percentage, and four games back. The Phillies right behind them, 51 and 53, with a 4.90 win percentage and four and a half back. The Nationals are 48 and 56 with a 4.62 win percentage, a seven and a half game back of the Mets. And the Marlins are 44 and 60, a 4.23 win percentage, and 11 and a half back. In the Central Division, the Brewers are 62 and 43 with a 590 win percentage. And the Reds are 55 and 50 with a 524 win percentage and six and a half back. The Cardinals are 500 at 52 and 52 and nine games back. The Cubs are 51 and 55, 41 win percentage, 10 games back. And the Pirates are 40 and 64 with a 385 percentage and 19 and a half back. Out west in the National League, the Giants still lead the division at 65 and 39 with a 625 win percentage. The Dodgers are 60 and 43 with a 594 percentage and three back. The Padres are 60 and 47 with a 561 win percentage and six and a half back. The Rockies are 46 and 59 with a 438 win percentage and 19 and a half back. And the Diamondbacks are 33 and 72 with a 314 win percentage and 32 and a half back. Almost 40 games under 500. Yeah, I think I just have to help you out here, brother. I think you said the Dodgers were 60 and 43. They are 63 and 43. My bad if I said it. <laughs> I'm just helping you out, brother. All right. All right. So, some news. Let's do it. Sebi Savala is not a household name in Major League Baseball, but after yesterday, or actually this was Saturday, uh, he may well be on his way to being one. Savala hit his first three career home runs in the same game. The first major leaguer ever to do so. He hit all three to each field, left, center, and right. His second home run was also his first career grand slam. The first two was off Cleveland Indian starter, starting pitcher Tristan McKenzie. Cooper, how about Zebi Zavala sorry, having himself a day? Who? Zavala. <laughs> we going to know who this guy is now, dude. This uh-huh. is crazy. This is like... Some MLB the show type shit, man. It's uh-huh. pretty cool. Yeah, he was having he was not having a good start to his career, uh, major league career. He was like fifty or five out of twenty or five out of forty, but to have three home runs in the same game, all three being your first career home runs, and then also in, including your first career grand slam, all, and two of them coming off the same pitcher, 
It's pretty special. Yeah, man. And uh, to say that you've done that all in one game. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It is. It's a, It was nuts to see all that happening. All right, so the trade deadline was a busy one this season as teams tried to jockey into position to make a deep playoff run. The hottest trade prospect on the market was the services of Max Scherzer from the Washington Nationals. Early reports were that the Padres were the team that was going to land Scherzer. And suddenly, Jeff Passan announced that the Dodgers and Nationals had a deal that would send Max Scherzer and Trey Turner to the Dodgers for a slew of prospects going back to the Nationals. The Dodgers also got Corey Seager and Mookie Betts returning from injury. Right-handed pitcher Josiah Gray, catcher Kiebert Ruiz, outfielder Donovan Casey, and right-handed pitcher Gerardo Carrillo were the prospects that went to the Nationals. The Nats are planning to start Gray. Um, they actually were planning to start him today. But Cooper, the Dodgers, swinging for the fences. For real, man, making some, uh, making some key trades there. That's what's up. Getting Max Scherzer was... Um, Ended up being ended up being a need, only because of everything that's been going on with Trevor Bauer, who's still on leave. I believe they extended his leave to the end of the month this uh, earlier this week or this last week. Um, and and from reports, even if he's cleared of the allegations, there's not many people on the our players on the team that even want Bauer back. So for it sounds like for morale purposes. This trade needed to happen. Besides, also the fact you were going to be down for new knows how long that um, rotational starter and Scherzer's a great pickup. Heck yeah, man! This is awesome for them, dude. It is. Um, of course, uh, Scherzer had to agree to the deal. He had the ten-five rule. He had to be at least a major leaguer for ten years and five consecutive with the same team. So he actually had a no-trade clause built into his contract with that automatically. And then, of course, Trey Turner. Um, was a bit of a surprise because there were reports that he may or may not have been wanting to go to the West Coast. He was kind of iffy about it. But to pick him up and give us another solid um, uh, major league hitter like Trey Turner is um, amazing to think about, especially. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, because we just got Corey Seager back and Trey Turner and him both play the same position. Uh, but like Tur- uh, Turner, Turner can actually play multiple positions, so he's got value not just at shortstop. So it's going to be nice to see what happens that. It's going to be very interesting, brother. Mm-hmm. All right, so your uh, favorite New York team, the Yankees, added to the very talented uh, left-handed uh, bats and Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. The Yankees have a right-handed heavy lineup, so adding these two power hitters will help bring some balance to that lineup. Some experts were a little surprised that the Yankees made the moves to try and make the playoffs. Here's my thought on that. I know they were like, oh, why are we trying? Why are they trying this? It's the Yankees. They always try to go for it. When do we not see the Yankees ever put in the effort to try to make the playoffs? Right. You know, they are that low in the um, They standings. got Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, they got Anthony Rizzo for the Cubs. The Cubs, we're going to talk about here in a little bit, did a wholesale, basically. Oh, dude, no. Yeah. I don't want to see Rizzo a Yankee, man. Come on. Yeah. What is this? Some thought, um... Some were hoping, well, not hoping. Some were thinking that the Red Sox were going to try to bring him back because he was part of a deal that got um, Adrian Gonzalez um, to Boston way back when. Yeah. So they thought maybe they'd try to bring him back um, and help them out with that. But no, of course he's got to go to the damn Yankees. 
Not that you really want them to go to those cheaters either, anyways, but... Yeah, but they both suck. I don't care anymore. <laughs> All right, so the Cubs were major sellers at the trade deadline. They traded away Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Javier Baez. Bryant went to the first place San Francisco Giants out in the NL West, made, uh, who made the move to help counter what the Dodgers had done. Javier Baez to the first place New York Mets in the AL East, or NL East, sorry. The Cubs have completely underperformed since winning the World Series back in 2016 as they traded away key members of that championship team. So, Cooper, your thoughts on your Cubbies? Because you are a Chicago boy, true from your family's heritage. So, seeing your team, your secondary family team, just kind of get decimated like that. Yeah, man, this, this is not good for the Cubbies, dude. Uh, I'm sure my... My grandfather's like, what are you guys doing? Why? Pish posh. Pish posh. And that's that's one thing my, my grandfather likes to say. Pish posh. <laughs> Papa. So, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, it sucks, man. Uh, we'll see what happens with this, but I don't think it's good for the Cubs. Right. So, I mean, it sucks, obviously, but, I mean, like we said, they haven't really done much since that World Series. In 2016, of course, Leo Epstein has been gone now. Um, they also don't have a manager, Joe Madden, who's, you know, as we all know, is an Anaheim Angel manager now. So, I mean, basically, it was not surprising that we saw this team try to get some um, boost into their farm system and maybe try it again here in a few years to get back on track. Well, I guess it's scrapping. Let's, let's start over. Ooh. Yeah. All right, the Boston Red Sox were not too quiet as they made a move with the Nationals as well. They grabbed Kyle Schwarber to give themselves another power hitter, though they weren't the only team in the AL East to make a major move. Usually a budget-crunching team, the Tampa Bay Rays brought in Nelson Cruz from the Minnesota Twins. The NL West and AL East divisions got real interesting with all these moves. It wouldn't be a surprise to have a team from each division in the World Series. The top three of each division have a chance to do it. So we're talking, the, of course, the uh, Dodgers, Giants, and Padres out west. And, of course, we're talking um, the Red Sox, Rays, and the Yankees in the AL East with that aspect. So, Cooper, your thoughts? Yeah, man, it's going to be very interesting. And we're, we're, we're drawing closer and closer to October. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome to see what happens, bro. It is. It's going to be interesting. Of course, we need the Dodgers to kind of get back to Yes, winning. what is this, man? Come on, we want our Dodgers to win again. Killing me, guys. You're killing me. How can you be in second place of the Giants? Yeah. So we're beating the Astros, so I'm kind of like, eh, well, you know, Astros kind of cheaters. Anyways. Yeah. All right, so we're going to switch from the diamond to the hardwood. You ready? Let's do it, brother. So the fireworks started on draft day when reports began swirling that the Los Angeles Lakers were interested in making a trade with Sacramento Kings for sharpshooter Buddy Heald. There are some rumblings that the team did have interest in trading for Russell Westbrook from the Washington Wizards. Suddenly, what seems like to come out of nowhere, the, the Lakers did pull the trigger on the Russell Westbrook trade. Russell Westbrook trade. There we go. I'll say it right. The trade resulted in the Lakers getting uh, Westbrook and the uh, Wizards getting Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harold, who had to opt into his second year of his contract, Contavious Caldwell Pope, the 22nd overall pick, and a second round pick in 2024. In 2028, Cooper, I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm 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 kind of like you are about this. Uh, we've seen Westbrook on teams with with uh, various talents, 
and they've done nothing because they can't gel together. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my biggest fear right now. And not only that, but you get rid of KCP. Mm-hmm. Ah, he's a good player, dude. And I mean, Kuzma, Kuzma's on his way up. I think he's gonna be a great player, but. You know, I, I know right now you're you're already looking at the fact of them might tr- they might trade him, but I don't think either of us seen this uh, Russell Westbrook thing going down at all. No, especially when the team needed a shooter, someone who could space the floor. Don't get me wrong, Russell Westbrook is very talented. I'm not going to deny that. I can't sit there and claim anything against the sword. But like you said, we've seen him in OKC with Kevin Durant. Couldn't get along with him. We've seen him in Houston with James Harden. Didn't get along with him. Then we're talking about going to Washington this last season. He got along okay with Beal, but the team still didn't do much and barely made the playoffs. Now he's on his fourth team in four seasons. And this is the first time in league history that a former MVP has been traded in three straight offseasons. That tells me a lot about how his basketball style does not work with a lot of other players. Now, it, will it help, say, if Davis gets hurt? Hey, we still have offensive output with LeBron and Russell. If both, because we've seen it already because of this last year, LeBron and Anthony are hurt. We still have someone who can at least carry an offense for a few, for a few months. He has that capability. But the problem is, for me... How are they going to work well together when they're all on the court at the same time? That's exactly what it is, dude. And it's going to be, um, I wouldn't even say interesting, kind of like mind-boggling and head-scratching to watch and be like, uh, I hope this goes well. Yes. Because it could either go one of two ways. Uh, they could gel and, and everything go, go well. Or it's going to be a, a shipwreck. Yes. And what bothers me too is this is a team that is insistent on living or dying by the three. And you got another basketball player who doesn't shoot the three well. LeBron can't shoot it that well, though he can be streaky. Westbrook can't shoot it that well. Davis can shoot a three pretty well, but he doesn't shoot it in a volume Worthy of him needing to step out all the time and shoot a three. And you sent away your best three-point shooter in KCP. Um, and you had an opportunity to get a better three-point shooter and healed. And you let it go by the wayside. Though there's rumbling still that we are going to try to work a trade for healed. I don't know how that's going to work at all. Um, because we just basically gave away all of our assets in that... Um, in that trade, uh, what little assets we had left. So this is mind-boggling, to say the least. Got anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, man, it is quite crazy. Um, I know it's going to be a rough start to the beginning of the season because you and I are both going to be on the edge of our seats to see how this how this all plays out. So, Yeah. All right, the draft itself was a bit lackluster as there wasn't many trades at the top. Cade Cunningham was pretty much locked in as the number one overall pick, whether the Pistons kept that pick or traded away, which they kept it and took Cade Cunningham. There was no movement until the 10th pick when the New Orleans Pelicans sent Zaire uh, Zaire Williams to the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies. 
SC, Alabama, and Oregon were the only uh, three schools that had a top 15 pick in both the NFL and NBA draft this year, which was kind of cool to see that our Ducks had that going for them. Heck yeah, man. Your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I'm kind of distracted. I know. You stop. Uh, we, we've got storms going on right now, so one of my dogs, she is like full-on scared of even rain, dude. I don't even know why, because this dog loves to be outside, but if it rains, she trips out. So I'm a little distracted with what's going on there, but yeah, man. Uh, You're scared of rain, but you freaking go swimming in the pond out back. You're strange. Anyways... So, yeah, the draft we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of one of them things where there wasn't... You and I both were talking about this before the draft. There wasn't really anybody really coming out of college this year that was like, oh, my gosh. So, for me, I didn't even watch it. Right. Like, I didn't. Because most times I get excited around this time of year, but... Even the way you were talking about it for a couple of weeks, I was just like, yeah. So. I mean, don't get me wrong; these kids are going to be talented at some point. Hey, quit! See, they're going to be talented at some point down the road. Where's what it is? And uh, you know, I, they did mention that the NBA draft is—you're basically ba- drafting a talented kid. Usually, you're drafting talented kids for what they're going to do down the road. Rather than what they can bring to you now, um, that's basically kind of how the NBA draft is. I mean, you get you do get sometimes those generational talents, as we've seen Zion Williams, LeBron James way back when, Kobe Bryant, and all that. But um, now it's basically one of those points where it's finding somebody who you believe will be there, and there's some good talent. Cade uh, Cunningham's got some really good talent. Um, Zion Williams had some good talent, and of course uh, Jalen Suggs. Terrell Suggs' cousin, I didn't know that until we found out on draft night, who went, who came down here to Orlando with the fifth pick, is going to be a, a good talent, too, down the road. All right, so free agency officially begins. Uh, I had it for, yeah, it officially technically begins today at 6 p.m. Eastern, but uh, it actually, it's on the third when all they can, all the, uh, um, Contracts and stuff can be finalized. Um, so we're actually in the legal tampering period where teams can negotiate with free agents, but deals cannot be officially confirmed until after 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. The Clippers are waiting on Kawhi Leonard's decision on the contract that he wants after opting out of his current deal. The thought is, though, that uh, Leonard is going to just sign a new max contract with the Clippers, though it will not stop other teams from trying to make pitches to him to steal him from the Clippers. The Bucks were notified that one of their key contributors, Bobby Portis, had opted out of his contract and will test for agency. Chris Paul opted out of his contract, but once again, uh, but once the legal tampering began today, uh, they he did agree to a four-year, $120 million contract. Um, so free agency is popping off, and can't wait to see what happens when everything becomes official. Yeah, man, it's... Uh... It's uh, it's crazy what's going on here, dude. Uh, Chris Paul, mm-hmm. you know, four year deal for 120 million. That's pretty sweet, dude. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, it was funny because a lot of people were like, "We don't want to see him spend that much," 
on him. He's not gonna, not gonna be worth it. But hey, but man, the, you know. And the real question is, is what what's Kawhi gonna do? What's Kawhi gonna do? What's gonna do? Well, we know he ain't moving across the hall in Los Angeles because we don't have any money for him with Westbrook on the books. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go, right? Unless he's gonna all of a sudden just take less money to come. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting. I I think he's gonna end up staying a Clipper. Um, I just don't see him leaving. I I know it, a lot of people said this before. Obviously, you know, the, he left. He left um, San Antonio. They didn't think that trade was ever going to happen. He ended up leaving Toronto. Then people are saying he's not going to leave LA. So there's a possibility that he could leave. I just don't see it happening. He's back home. Um, he may try to push them to try to trade um, Paul George. And possibly try to send him up to Portland to get Damian Lillard, uh, which would give them a actual point guard that can actually help him out. That would suck for us, but yeah, yeah, it would suck for us because if I wanted to see Damian Lillard in LA, it should be purple and gold, not that ugly blue and red crap that they wear in yeah. across the hall. But I still don't. I still believe that we'll win our 18th before they win their first. So. Exactly. Whatever they do, they ain't gonna beat. They ain't gonna beat us. We've already seen how good the Suns are, and they're gonna be back. And hopefully, you know, nothing happens with them health wise, and they're ready to go. Um, Denver's gonna be back. Jamal Murray's gonna be ready to play. That's gonna make things a lot easier for Denver, which was hard. Um, I don't see anything happening with the Jazz unless, of course, injury. So the Jazz will still be there up there. We're coming back, whether we want Russell Westbrook or not, we're kind of stuck with that. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, but I don't think it's. I still think we're going to be seeing the same basic teams, um, basically where they were. Obviously, um, we finished seventh, but that was due to injury between LeBron and Anthony Davis. We've went from towards the top all the way down to the seventh seed. If we can stay relatively healthy, they can get along with Westbrook. We should not be any lower than a five seed. And so we shouldn't have to be worried about the playing game and all that. Um, Can we win the division? We could probably still win the division. Um, I know Phoenix. I think because, honestly, if we were healthy going into that series against Phoenix, properly fully healthy, I think we could have actually probably beat Phoenix. Um because I don't, we lost Davis as they were getting Paul back, and that's what swung that whole series. Because oh, we were yeah, up, man. we were up two one, but them not having Paul, then Davis reaggravated or got rehurt again, and then he goes out and no one stepped up. So. And that's what sucks. Sometimes shit like that happens, and then mm-hmm. it's it, it's done. That's yep. that's it. It is, and that's why I think um, they need to figure out a way to keep. The LeBron and Anthony Davis off the court as much as possible, and having Westbrook might be able to do, help them do that because I don't think the offense is going to totally tank with Westbrook running the um, court by himself for a little bit when they're getting re- extra rest that they need. Yeah, so. but it just kind of sucks to see uh, KCP gone. I'm not. I'm not too. You know too what's thrilled even, with that. So. You know what's even worse is our favorite white boy's gone. Yeah, Cruz. Yeah, he's a bull. Uh, 
Yeah. That's even worse. Yeah. I was sad. I was sad about that. My, we lost our favorite white boy. Uh, yeah. I want my white boy back. Yeah. Though we, we picked up an undrafted free agent, Mac McClung, who, who is white. He might be our new favorite white boy. We don't know yet. We'll have to see how it goes. <laughs> but we could have a new favorite white boy again. There you go. Come on, Mac. Be our new favorite white boy. Show me your love for the white boy. Um, a lot of things did happen. If you haven't seen already, the Lakers also picked up Dwight Howard, um, Kent Bazemore, uh, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington. I don't know why all of a sudden it's the reunion tour for the Lakers in free agency. It's beyond puzzling to me what's going on there. Um, big news for Miami. They uh, got Kyle Lowry in a sign-and-trade. They re-signed Duncan Robinson to a five-year, $90 million deal. The biggest contract ever for an undrafted free agent. Dude, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he had been an undrafted free agent a couple of years ago, not this year. It's obviously not that kind of a contract, but I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Undrafted free agent to get that kind of contract later that's on crazy, in his career. dude. Yeah. Is the biggest ever. Um, I think they've done some more big signings. Kind of lost track. So, obviously, through the night and into tomorrow as we get ready to uh, make things official, we're going to probably hear some more. We'll probably hear, we'll probably start hearing rumblings about Kawhi. He usually takes a little longer, obviously, because what he did to us back in his heyday of trying to come to L.A. Bastard. (laughs) Bastard. Just take the minimum, come to Los Angeles, bro. Let's just do this. Right. You, Championship, baby. Davis, LeBron, Kawhi, and Brody. Championships and endorsements. There you go. Yeah. Get off the New Balances, bro. Come on. What kind of... What is that? New Balance? Give me a break. That's not a basketball shoe. That's what nurses wear. And, and uh, you know, people who want to walk. I don't like walking. I, I like, guess I want to walk. I'm wearing New Balance, bro. Ooh, look at that. Well, thanks for talking shit. Well, how now can we go? Yeah, we can go on that note. <laughs> um, be sure to tune in soon. Um, we might take another day off because um, Cooper's still been kind of battling with some voice issues, so we might just kind of keep uh, a little bit of a different pace for a little bit till he feels a little better in his throat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's been going on with it. It's like yeah. a day in, day off thing. I don't get it. Yeah, so uh, we'll try. If we can, if he's feeling up to it, we might be able to get football talk done tomorrow. If not, we'll definitely do it Wednesday so that way he gets another day of rest. Um, and then, so that will be Wednesday. We may or may not do worldwide sports talk. Depends on what's going on because I'm getting ready to transition to the new job. So we'll see what happens there. Um, of course, we'll definitely be back for wrestling talk on Saturday for sure, and then more baseball, basketball talk because we got to figure out what happened with Kawhi because <laughs> nothing's yeah, happened. Nothing's Adrian wasn't. I don't have a Woj bomb for you yet, everybody. So um, if you're not following Adrian Wojnarowski, if you're a um, basketball fan, you should be following him because he's always got up to date information all the time on all move on um, all player movement. So be sure to fa- follow Adrian so he's like their favorite stock. Yeah, just like Adam Schefter is for NFL, you know. There you go. And then Ian Rappaport for NFL.com. So make sure you're following those guys for all your um, football, basketball, um, 
I guess Jeff Passan, Ken Rosenthal, and um, I think Tim Kirchin is the other one for baseball. Those are the three baseball guys you can follow and get news from um, on player movement there. But that's basically it for baseball. We're done with player movement for the most part. Uh, we do have the August 31st uh, NA, uh, waiver trade deadline, um, which is a weird deadline. I've never, I never understood this trade deadline at all. Basically, you're technically waiving the player, trading them to another team for pro. Uh, it's weird. And August 31st is my kid's birthday, so yeah. Yes, and if you're also not aware, the Hall of Fame games this Thursday night, so football's officially back, baby. Yes, baby. Yeah. Steelers beat them freaking Cowboys. Yeah, that way. Yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. That part. <laughs> anyway, so that'll do it for, here, for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.